maybe we'll um, extend uh, our ambition to solar system and, and, and beyond. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Azure Talks. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, today we're going Scandinavian style. Uh, I'm very pleased and honored to welcome two special guests on today's episode. Uh, first of all, uh, Maxim Selnikov, welcome. Hello, hello. So Maxim, you're an Azure go-to-market manager at Microsoft. You're leading the go-to-market strategy for application innovation and developer solution areas. I believe you're an ex-Microsoft MVP in the development technologies. Um, are there any words you want to add about the, this introduction about yourself, uh, Maxime? Yeah, uh, first of all, uh, thanks for having me. I'm uh, super, super happy, super excited to join this uh, podcast. And uh, yeah, maybe uh, I'll say a couple of words about what I actually do in uh, Microsoft, in Microsoft Norway, to be precise. I'm based in, uh, in Oslo, capital of uh, Norway, and I work for Microsoft for around uh, four years. And uh, my main... Um, target, my main goal is to make developers happy with uh, our cloud offering, which is Azure. Uh, so uh, that means that um, behind all these uh, long uh, internal and external uh, job titles, I mainly do developer relations, developer engagement in, uh, in very different forms. And uh, of course, uh, since uh, building applications uh, uh, like app innovation in our taxonomy is uh, the most, uh, let's say, developer-focused, developer-centric, developer-friendly direction from uh, of all Microsoft technologies, I uh, also put special care on uh, that direction. So in a nutshell, uh, you'll find uh, Maxim supporting uh, all um, third-party uh, events like conferences, meetups happening in Norway, as well as um, customer and partner internal events where I try to uh, bring our content, bring our technical speakers, uh, speak uh, myself. That's uh, that's all about me. And at the same time, I, uh, um, together with my colleagues, we go through um, say some more more business related things uh, just in order to understand uh, where our our customers going in terms of uh, building uh, new applications and uh, modernizing existing applications by migra migrating them to the cloud just to unlock their opportunities. Well, that's uh, that's about myself. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was a Microsoft MVP for a very short period of time, one year, and Microsoft uh, was very uh, quick to hire me. Uh, but I still run uh, some um, developer communities. I involved in building uh, some uh, nonprofit uh, conferences. So yeah, I'm big, big, big fan of uh, all kinds of developer communities. Well, thank you for that introduction, uh, Maxime. And I think there are very, uh, very inter interesting subjects that you already mentioned that we're absolutely going to talk about within this podcast. And we're not going to do that with the two of us, uh, because joining us today from Sweden um, is uh, Jonah Andersen. And Jonah, I always have to think about um, uh, Dynavis Targaryen when I see you on, on, on LinkedIn and on, on Twitter. And <laughs> because, well, the, the fancy titles, it keeps going with you. You're a, a, yeah. a full-stack developer, senior <laughs> IT consultant at Forefront Consulting. You're a Microsoft Azure MVP, Microsoft Certified Trainer, founder of the Azure User Group Sweden. You're a writer, you're a public speaker, and so on and so on. Uh, yes. very, thank you for joining us today, Jonah. 
Yes, thank you so much, everyone, for having me today at Asher Talk Podcast. And it's an honor to be here with you, Rolf, and also, also Maxime. And uh, I thank you for the great introduction. And yes, I love or I like watching Dragon, um, <laughs> like <laughs> the, 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 the mother of dragons. But I'm the I'm like the superwoman of Asher in the Sweden arena. I'm the only actually uh, female Asher MVP. Uh, in Sweden. So I'm humbled and proud uh, to be one. And I'm very passionate about what you do. And that's the great thing about what I do as a consultant or as a community leader of Asher User Group Sweden and a developer. It's like it comes naturally and everything is uh, connected. So yeah. And uh, to introduce myself in continuation of that is that uh, I work as an IT consultant for the past eight years uh, here in Sweden. And I've been uh, working as a, first as a .NET developer, full stock, but uh, in my project for the past uh, six, eight months, I've been uh, having this different huts or different roles of uh, software uh, engineering to uh, cloud, uh, specifically with Azure uh, focused infrastructure as code, uh, to Azure and all cloud native. And on my free time, as mentioned, I do public speaking, writing my first book about Azure because of a cloud migration journey experience that I had that inspired me. And I also run Azure User Group Sweden. In fact, we have session coming uh, bi-weekly. So yeah. yeah awesome. So me. <laughs> you're, you're both very busy people, I guess. But um, well, let's just lay back a little and talk about the things that we love the most, which obviously are within Azure. And reflecting on October and November, these months, they, for me, they have been very interesting months with lots of webinars, user group meetups, and also the bigger conferences like uh, Microsoft Ignite and GitHub Universe. And the announced services and, and features are still fresh in my memory, at least. And well, I have to take this opportunity because it's not every day that I'm on a podcast with two highly skilled professionals that are dealing with this cloud native development area every day. So uh, let me just dive right in. Jonah, from a, from looking at the Microsoft's roadmap, what, what have you seen these last couple of weeks or months that really get you is excited based on your role and expertise? Yes, that's a, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, I've been working with cloud native development, especially in my uh, project with uh, my consulting job. So we are building something uh, all cloud native to Azure. And what excites me the most is that the option for automation, like infrastructure as code, which I do myself every day as a DevOps engineer or DevOps lead. And also the the... What excites me as well is the option to uh, the container, Azure container yep. apps and Azure dev box and all those things that you can just literally do in your web browser, like the GitHub code spaces, which gives opportunity for us uh, developers or engineers working with cloud or with Azure to collaborate better without any hindrances of the on-premise or old way of development, if you know what I mean. Yeah, legacy, yuck, we legacy. don't need that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that seems like something that Microsoft is doing on purpose to empower developers, right, Maxime? I mean, um, 
Jonah is talking about DevBox, and I, I know that uh, they announced deployment environments on, on Microsoft Ignite, which is still in, uh, I think it's in private preview though. But what what is really the vision of Microsoft to empower these developers to bring more into that cloud capabilities? So um, can you elaborate with us a little on how do you approach your customers and how do you help these developers to actually um, um, take on that power that, that Azure holds within itself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but, but first, uh, let me follow up a bit on uh, what's uh, hot in terms of uh, developer trends and uh, requests. And uh, I, I can tell you from uh, my perspective, from uh, requests from uh, from customer side, uh, I, I have lots of uh, email conversations every day with uh, our customers. And uh, uh, from uh, very um, dev-centric requests, I can name, for example, infrastructure as code using BICEP. So this is a very big um, topic uh, these days. And uh, lots of requests uh, where people want to uh, know more how to, how to start and uh, those who already started want to know some uh, best uh, practices around uh, that technology so so this is really uh, blooming these days uh, as well as uh, Azure container apps uh, like uh, Jonah mentioned uh, and that's my personal area of uh, interest uh, uh, just a, a bit about my background uh, before joining Microsoft I spent uh, 20 plus years in uh, web development uh, starting started as uh, front-end, ended up like uh, full-stack. And um, uh, my favorite service on Azure before uh, Container Apps was uh, Azure Static Web Apps. So it's perfect uh, way to uh, deploy static web apps. Um, but um, reality shows that uh, many of uh, what we call front-end applications are a bit uh, more complex than just set of static files. And uh, here, uh, Container Apps or Azure Container Apps, ACA, comes to salvation. Um, yeah, and uh, I see spike of interest from uh, our customers to this, this technology. That's very uh, like early in um, its, um, let's say, technology career uh, compared to, for example, to AKS and uh, all other offerings for uh, deploying applications. But uh, yeah, I see that uh, adoption is uh, going with a very, very good pace. Uh, now, back to the question about uh, how we empower uh, developers. Yeah, well, first of all, that's uh, part of our global mission. And uh, I, I, I'm sure that all uh, our watchers are uh, aware of uh, this uh, strong, bold statement from Microsoft where we want to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. And uh, I always, I'm always joking that now our ambitions only uh, for one planet, right? But uh, who knows where Microsoft uh, goes next? Maybe maybe we'll um, extend uh, our ambition to solar system and, and, and beyond. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Of course, these are like uh, very strong statements, and we have lots of you know actions to support this uh, statement. You already mentioned that. Uh, I, I, I personally a strong believer that Microsoft has um, best developer tools on our planet, uh, GitHub, uh, Visual Studio, Visual Studio Code, uh, and a bunch of tooling for, uh, let's say, new categories of uh, developers uh, whom we call citizen developers. Uh, it's um, like maybe it's a side discussion, but low code, no code tooling is also uh, something that we heavily invest in. And um, yeah, our 
practical goal here is uh, to enable collaboration, enable security, uh, and uh, from the very first step, like, uh, you know, this mantra, uh, shift left, uh, so we do not end up with security, we start with uh, security, and it goes as a red thread through all our tool chain for uh, for, uh, developers. Um, Yeah, and yeah, remove all possible blockers uh, in uh, your uh, developer life, developer career. So literally, you can, we want just to, uh, let's say, enable developers to start working on a project immediately. So this is why we have a bunch of cloud developer environment so you don't even need to like install anything to your machine it's just uh, web-based and uh, you get uh, all collaboration tools out of the box um, and you don't have to care about performance of your local machine for example if you want to spin up a local version of the um, application um, yeah and uh, I, i'm personally a big fan of uh, github copilot I know there are very controversial uh, opinions uh, from uh, from the, the developer community. Uh, I mean, uh, what's um, some 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 feedback is uh, about uh, like uh, uh, using uh, code that other developers wrote. But let's uh, keep it uh, like uh, beyond this uh, discussion. A tool itself that really enables. I, I can speak for myself. When I start building my side hobby small project, I I cannot imagine myself now without help of um, GitHub Copilot. Can I like do the same without Copilot? Yes, I can go to Stack Overflow to search for some some algorithm, uh, and I can type in some scaffolds of, uh, for example, React component myself. But why spend time on this if I have this? Pfft, immediately this is uh, uh, and and this is just the beginning uh, so who knows where it uh, it leads the developers um, yeah it's all in the scope of developer uh, empowerment uh, and uh, last uh, statement from from my side uh, recently i tweeted about uh, github copilot uh, based on article uh, uh, saying uh, like uh, that uh, developers who use GitHub Copilot, like uh, myself, they uh, now push to source code repositories um, around 40% of the code auto-generated, like generated by uh, Copilot. And uh, in my tweet, I asked what happens after uh, this percentage goes over 50, let's say 51% of code gen- generated by Copilot. Who is actually now pilot and who are who are co-pilots? So that's a big open question, and that, that might disrupt uh, how we build apps. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yes, lots of words from my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting because uh, I I haven't used co-pilot a lot in uh, my personal project because I think my project or my client is sensitive to using co-pilot yet, but I've used it in my personal project. And most of all, in when it was released the first time months ago, I I, I write my book in Visual Studio uh, code, and I when it was like released, I said I'll install the preview of uh, Copilot in my Visual Studio, and it was interesting. I wasn't coding, but I was typing something about like, for example, I'm writing a topic about Azure Static Web Apps, and it's gonna like the Copilot's gonna suggest uh, the sentence for my writing. Of course, I cannot 
copy it, otherwise I'm a lazy writer, right? But I, it helps me kind of give a hint of keywords that I can write as a writer, especially when I'm on my writer's block, uh, you know, when it's my book first book project. So I love the, the I, can, I can feel the passion that you have for Copilot, uh, Maxime, and I am sure it's definitely a great tool for us developers uh, when it's like fully uh, uh, supported and the capabilities of it are exposed to many people. Yeah, and I actually uh, demoed uh, Copilot uh, last evening to uh, a lot of my colleagues and um, in the Netherlands and uh, some of our cloud engineers are actually working with Copilot um, to write their Terraform code. So when we're um, after a session, we, we, we talked a little and I thought uh, I talked with one of the cloud engineers and I asked him, um, do you save time when using um, Copilot for writing your Terraform code? And he actually told me that he, 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 he will never go back without Copilot. It saves him like well, you mentioned 40%, but he's already saying it, it, it saves him more than 50% of his time for writing his code. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a very, very promising feature. And, and, and um, I think that in terms of adoption for developers and cloud engineers, this will be something that people will very quickly uh, become natural for them and one of the primary uh, tools that they will use for writing their code. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very excited yeah. about that. All those uh, artificial intelligence um, uh, um, uh, capabilities that we are now bringing to empower our professionals. Yes, that's right. I have something to add. Uh, Maxime mentioned about um, Microsoft uh, is always striving the best to uh, to improve uh, developer collaboration and community uh, community empowerment and. Uh, I, as an Azure developer, uh, and also working or developing with .NET, uh, I, I believe in the capabilities of uh, Copilot in the way of, in terms of pair programming. Sometimes you get stuck in the problem. And sometimes if you work as a consultant, every person in the team are busy with their own tasks to deliver during the sprint. And if you're a developer stuck with something, something and nobody else can help you, you can use <laughs> Copilot to be your pair programmer, right? <laughs> if it can help you speed up your delivery of business, so it 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 really helps. There's a benefit uh, of that, and it's just how a developer can see the benefit of it in his or her perspective and the mindset, of course. Yeah, I'm actually envisioning uh, GitHub Copilot now as Clippy. So Clippy is coming back. Our digital body within within our office suite is now coming back in the form of GitHub Copilot. It's it's, <laughs> it's awesome. I, uh, you will never feel feel alone again, and you will always be happy to see to see your GitHub Copilot. Um, so what's very interesting is is that Jonah, you mentioned that you're full stack developer and you're also writing infrastructure as code. Um, it becomes clear to me that when I ask something about developer technologies that Maxime is answering with infrastructure as code by BICEP. When we're talking about the adoption of cloud services or cloud native thoughts and, and, and thinking, does the work and needed expertise for software engineers change when they take that cloud approach? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure if I understood the question. Uh, are you asking about the infrastructure as a code or the cloud native approach? I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> my, my personal view is that they go hand yes. in hand, but um, mm -hmm. it, it actually, it, let's say 
I was 20 years ago, I was a, a traditional programmer writing stuff in uh, whatever programming language I, uh, I, I, I wrote stuff in. And I'm now in the process of embracing that cloud native approach. Uh, what what is needed for me to learn and to 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 change my way of working? How different is it um, towards the traditional days? Yes, that's uh, that. Now I get it. Thank you for uh, rephrasing the question. Yes, uh, uh, I I am a advocate of this because um, one of my previous or very first project as a junior developer years years ago. In the gold old days, uh, I was like responsible in uh, improving, maintaining, and developing features in a legacy system, a .NET application. And at that time, I have to do everything manual. So I, I code the .NET, I build the files uh, of my code, save, go to the uh, on-premise uh, VM, upload <laughs> the DLL files, uh, and then. Uh, check the web server, restart it, and then check if it works. And that's like the good old uh, dragon days. <laughs> but now, today, uh, because of cloud native, uh, a developer can just, like me, can just literally write the code, push it to GitHub or Azure DevOps, and the pipelines take care of it. And in terms of switching back to cloud native and infrastructure, the infrastructure as code either by Azure Bicep or Terraform if you're if the company is aiming for multi-cloud. It's uh, interesting because you can spin up or create resources that you have in Azure uh, in a few minutes so quick in case of something happens or something breaks. In the good old days, it's not easy to do that. Uh, you everything goes panic and crazy and the business is done <laughs> but I, I that's what i love about what i do great things uh, great possibilities and great uh, problems are solved yeah i remember back in the days in traditional concepts and architectures when we had to execute our disaster recovery plan to actually build back what we what we destroyed with new code push and yeah it yes. was well, yeah. horrible days um, yeah i have also something to add uh, cloud native also allows us the power of cloud uh, azure for example uh, the the option for uh, workloads like scalability like in the good old days sometimes you have to like call a tech support or help support to literally increase the memory of your databases because the system is very slow people are complaining but in the cloud you can set it up in auto scaling uh, depending on the workloads that you have in different regions or environments so I'm sure Maxime has a lot to say about this <laughs> about the power of cloud right <laughs> oh yes oh yes uh, but uh, you, you you mentioned all uh, um, say core uh, advantages of uh, this mindset I can only add that uh, if uh, if you really um, contribute your your time efforts into building cloud native application that uh, that uh, that that's very good investment and uh, regardless of uh, which cloud are you at uh, these days if this is like uh, truly cloud native and like not 
no, no too, not too much specifics, uh, in particular, uh, hyperscaler. Uh, it, you add cloud interoperability uh, kind of uh, for free. And it's not only about moving from, from cloud to cloud. It's also about, uh, for example, having some parts of your application uh, on-prem, uh, having some parts of your application like easily uh, testable, uh, reproducible on your local environments. Um, yeah, so that brings... Uh, this narrative uh, to the table also, which is also very uh, very good things uh, thing to have in your uh, digital solution. Yes, that's right. I'm very happy. I just want to add, uh, Rolf, that I'm very happy that I'm with Maxine in this uh, event, uh, podcast episode right now because I admire uh, the the community work that Maxine do in uh, Microsoft Norway, and I know in Sweden I'm very active in sharing about uh, Azure. Uh, to the community and the user group because I find value in the importance of community and knowledge sharing in terms of preparing developers to be cloud native prepared regardless if they're consultant or just beginners or good already in what they do. There's always opportunity to learn from others or every problems that we solved. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to I'm glad to connect with uh, both of you. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I, I, I can add to that uh, that uh, my strong belief is uh, every developer uh, sooner or later uh, will be cloud developer. So it's just uh, inevitable, and uh, the sooner the earlier you prepare for this, the better for your dev career. And uh, my huge kudos to uh, Juna for uh, running this motion. And uh, let's um, uh, from from Microsoft perspective, unfortunately, uh, I hope it's temporary, but we don't have uh maxim in sweden like uh, this uh, yeah, job, uh, yeah, position is, uh, is, is open <laughs> um, uh, and uh, this is why it's even more important like it's, it's super important to have uh, folks like you in uh, sweden who is uh, driving developer engagement who is uh, uh, still representing microsoft for the developer community so my huge huge thanks to you. Yes, thank you. And I know that you're one of your roles, Maxime, in Microsoft Norway or someone working for Microsoft for developer communities to to uh, to encourage, uh, like, for example, the Azure Heroes uh, initiative for the community. So, yeah, it, your, your role plays an important part for me as an MVP in this, in the Nordics, uh, at least. So it's really good. That's what I love about community. It's like the more you share, the more you give, the more you gain something from it, the more you get inspired. And it's really exciting days we have and technology we're working on. Okay. It's always great to, to see like-minded people that are passionate about <laughs> yes. the things that they do, right? So, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's almost like um, we're trying to convince other people that are not really there yet to become net, uh, just as, as excite, excited about these technologies as we are. Mm -hmm. um, following that, that up, uh, you say that it's good for your dev career to embrace and, and and sink in into the cloud native approach as soon as possible, Maxime. Um, what would you advise to, to organizations or maybe even developers that really want to, but the organization isn't ready yet to, to embrace all that beauty that, well, in our case, Azure holds or has to offer for them. So let's say I'm a, um, I'm, 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 I'm a stony uh, uh, um, uh, COBOL developer and I want to embrace all that power that cloud holds. I want to 
uh, uh, enroll my, my, my infrastructure with Bicep. I want to leverage container technology and I, wa I want to write uh, Golang or, or whatever uh, type of programming because I'm a programmer. Um, it's like if you know one language, it's pretty easy to learn new languages. I know they're not all the same, but it's it's like you if you have made the click in, in your head, it's, it's easier to learn a new language. What would you advise to those professionals towards their board or their management or the rest of their organization um, to to build up that business case and the need for for that cloud native approach? Uh, that, that's a very uh, good question. And uh, like, uh, I, I think we, we still don't have um, COBOL as a target language on our uh, platform as a service uh, solution, but no doubts you can run COBOL in a container, you can run uh, COBOL on a virtual machine. So uh, you're, you're still a cloud enabled developer. But um, yeah, jokes aside, it, it's all about skills. Uh, I mean, um, there are so, so many scenarios when um, the initiative to, to to go to cloud goes not only from from top to bottom, but from 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 dev team, uh, starting from, for example, small experiments, something starting from uh, moving some small part of uh, workload to this or that cloud, just just for experimentation. And uh, uh, in majority of scenarios, these experimentations uh, go so well that more and more parts of uh, application goes to the cloud, and then uh, times to time time comes to modernize whole up to split it uh, into microservices if uh, it's a monolithic approach and yeah to to start with this you need skills and uh, this is uh, another uh, big big part of uh, what i do in microsoft so for me uh, skilling is a very good door opener very good topic starter in uh, my conversations with uh, any uh, any uh, uh, type of uh, developer from uh, from any company i mean uh, from customers or partners of microsoft or uh, for customers or partners of, of our competitors uh, or just or startups or students so uh, it's all about cloud skills and uh, we in microsoft i think we we have best in class uh, resources for every individual developer to start uh, their cloud journey um, just uh, to name a few initiatives uh, Microsoft Virtual Training Days, free um, webinars where uh, you not only go through uh, foundations and uh, advanced parts of uh, cloud, but you also get the uh, opportunity to get to, to receive a uh, uh, voucher for uh, trying uh, exam uh, that is attached to a corresponding track that you uh, went through and uh, having certification. Uh, definitely, this is this is optional, right, for you in your dev career, but it's very nice addition to your CV. Like a very uh, like a nice formal line in your um, uh, CV. Um, then a bunch of uh, more hands-on events like Azure Immersion uh, workshops, where you go through some uh, um, advanced part of uh, Microsoft Azure uh, guided by instructor. Not even saying about Microsoft Learn. Uh, that is our huge, huge resource uh, for uh, self-paced learning. And uh, maybe uh, many folks who use Microsoft technologies uh, noticed that uh, maybe a couple of months ago there was major refactoring of uh, all uh, documentation, all training resources in Microsoft. And now pretty much 
everything is under Microsoft Learn umbrella. So there is uh, no more docs.microsoft.com uh, website. I mean, of course, uh, it, all redirects are redirects are in place, but now it all leads to Microsoft Learn, and uh, that's our commitment to uh, develop this uh, brand, uh, this upskilling brand uh, forward, and uh, we'll uh, embrace more and more and more resources for developers to help them upskill themselves in uh, in cloud technologies. So, huge announcements are coming. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, awesome. And that was actually a very smart move to 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 integrate that within Microsoft Learn. So I I hear so much positive feedback from the communities and from colleagues and people that I know that um, at first it was doc.microsoft.com. Hey, it isn't working, but well, um, you 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 get the hang of it very 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 quickly. And the most of the things that you uh, earlier had in Docs are now just uh, redirected to Learn, and um, it, it it feels it has the same trust and feel like it had but it's it's the integration within the microsoft learn modules they're they're they're, they're brilliant um so just to summarize what you said about um leveraging that cloud native approach for organizations that are not there yet um from what i understand is that it's more on an innovation and research approach than rather building out the business case and get your agreement on, yeah, let's build something. So it's more about doing and learning than thinking and building a business case. Is that correct? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, of course, we have uh, like multi-level, multi-layer approach. And uh, I'm, uh, I am I presented about what, uh, what I do. Of course, uh, we have account teams, we have uh, technical sellers, we have cloud solution architects uh, who closely work with uh, our customers and help them to adopt cloud technologies, starting from... Uh, business cases yeah so definitely the, this uh, is also in place and we have lots of uh materials lots of um, decks narratives for business decision makers uh, as well so i i purely focused on uh, how i tackle this so microsoft gives the best of both worlds right so totally, jonah totally. I'm, I'm 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 very interested interested in uh, we both are microsoft certified trainers but i'm yes. not <laughs> one writing a book about the cloud computing and developing <laughs> fundamentals so you obviously have an opinion about all of this about yes, skilling yeah. right yeah not just upskilling as a microsoft certified trainer uh, but also about what uh, what we what Maxim shared about about cloud transformation and moving to cloud how we can convince organization to believe in the power of cloud uh, that's really interesting and I was just listening and reflecting in my own journey because uh, as a developer years ago one of my project was a cloud migration uh, to Azure in a, a legacy app that's like very old on-premise had the struggles to move to the cloud. And uh, one of the things that I can share with you, both of you in the audience, is that one of the, challenge, the challenges uh, that I saw in that project, cloud migration project, is the lack of uh, a cloud migration strategy and business plan. And also understanding uh, what uh, the cloud can really provide in terms of like scalability, reliability, 
in a way that in that project, for example, it didn't make it to production because the organization were scared about the cloud. They're scared that it's not secure. It's scared that their data will be lost. So I think the most important thing to help organization is uh, the cloud readiness and educating. And that comes in the picture of uh, me as a certified Microsoft certified trainer. Because of that experience, it kind of like a domino effect that that led me to be interested in writing my first book, uh, Learning Microsoft Azure, which is about fundamentals. It focuses on it really educating and teaching about Azure to new developers in IT organizations. So I'm really excited about that. And on, on my side, in terms of my free time, I try as a certified trainer to really introduce the fundamentals of Azure, uh, like AZ-900 and AZ-204. And next level is the AZ-400 that I'm also certified. So those like three levels are like basic steps in getting ready, uh, both developers and IT organizations, for example, AZ-900, which is the fundamentals part. So yeah, so as a writer, as a public speaker and um, as a teacher or trainer, it's it's really inspiring because the more you teach, the more you speak, the more you write about Azure, the more I learned also, which I can use in my development projects to Azure or to the cloud. So it's exciting. <laughs> you can feel it in my voice, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to throw out a statement. Yeah, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm very, I'm very eager to 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 see how you guys react on what i'm just going to to i'm just going to throw in throw it out okay here. okay exciting so <laughs> yeah yeah so um in in back in the days and i think nowadays still a lot of people have like their 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 internet browser open with many many tabs of stack overflow and um learn.microsoft.com and is it nowadays i i th i think that it nowadays is more important to know what is feasible and what you can do with technology rather than how you build it. Is it something that you guys can agree on? Is it something you you have another uh, other view on? Uh, yeah, Maxim can start. <laughs> uh, yeah, if we uh, abstract uh, a bit from uh, from the cloud and uh, if I put my head of uh, web front-end um, developer on, that's uh, absolutely a relevant statement. Uh, and uh, if we dive uh, deeper into a particular um, part of web front-end development, which is uh, progressive web apps, and this is my, my favorite, favorite topic uh, in, in that area, that's uh, this is actually what uh, I do by uh, extensive speaking training uh, blogging uh, I explain what's possible to achieve with a bunch of uh, new web APIs with uh, new features uh, in, in the browsers and uh, in uh, uh, new points of support of um, web front-end applications from, uh, from platform uh, perspective yeah and uh, only then I uh, introduce uh, let's say technical details all these APIs uh, and yeah my, my goal is um, my first goal is to share what's possible to achieve uh, and you're absolutely right that that's run for uh, many more uh, pieces of um, of uh, informational technology in in general uh, because uh, pace of um, development is uh, is so high that uh, yeah it's uh, it's hard to stay in sync uh, even 
in understanding what's possible, not even saying about how to implement this. So uh, to sum up, introducing what's new is a very important narrative in uh, all kinds of technical uh, presentations. Yes. That's really interesting. Uh, that I, I also, I mean, uh, if I were to answer, give my opinion about that in terms of uh, being a developer, being a DevOps, or being uh, someone working with cloud solutions slash <laughs> cloud architect, uh, many roles I have. Uh, I think uh, for me, uh, it's important to choose the best possible solutions in Azure or cloud. So I myself. Uh, is a testimony, a living testimony of that because I'm writing a book about fundamentals of Azure. And Maxime and you both know that Azure is pretty broad. If you're a beginner, it's hard to choose. Should I choose Azure Functions for my serverless solution or should I choose Azure Logic App? So those two examples just means that each problem has a, a specific uh, solution uh, in line with it. And he, as an architect or someone, a developer finding solution for it, it just means that you find the best possible solution for it without being biased, of course. So choose the right one for each scenario. And that's the good thing about community and Microsoft Learn and learning and Azure MVPs because we share different areas of topic. And it's up to the organizations or developers to choose which path to carry on or which solution to choose in solving their problems in their work or personal projects like we do <laughs> yeah i absolutely yeah. agree yeah, yeah. And, and if i may to uh, drop in uh, some uh, references to our documentation we have uh, something what we call well architected framework which is exact uh, uh, what uh, jonah presented set of uh, architectures uh, kind of reference architectures for this or that uh, scenario based on uh, industry uh, business case and uh, many more details and in many cases uh, there is no one correct answer there are so many uh, you know uh, uh, ways to achieve uh, the same and the question is uh, what works better for your particular uh, use case yes that's right i have something to add as well it's very exciting now we're <laughs> like you see the passion like it's the time you forget the time but i want to also add from the uh, well-architected framework since i i speak a lot about my cloud migration experience i want to share also to those that are listening or organizations that are having challenges with cloud adoption or cloud migration, but specifically in Azure, there's actually the cloud adoption framework that actually guides uh, people or uh, teams, organizations, how to get started in migrating to the cloud. So there are different options. You can do full cloud native, you can do hybrid or multi-cloud. And that's also like a good example of there are different ways to solve the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can illustrate uh, uh, <laughs> this uh, cloud uh, adoption framework, uh, CAF, uh, by uh, one uh, example from, from our customers here in Microsoft Norway. We have um, a large banking group called uh, Sparbank N, and uh, they were so happy, so uh, um, like uh, excited with uh, their own uh, solution on uh, enterprise uh, lending zone. So they even 
Amazon gave a name to this. Uh, it's called Unomia, and uh, they created a logotype for their Azure long lending zone. And uh, I invited them to present about uh, their solution uh, at uh, Microsoft Ignite, and uh, they delivered this session. It was super popular, lots of uh, feedback, lot, uh, many participants. So yes, uh, this uh, foundational part of uh, cloud can also be, uh, you know, uh, as, as exciting as what you built on top of this, as, as the applications and workloads themselves. So foundation is, is super, super important uh, to properly start with. Yeah, so yes. for all those people listening and saying that you can't start with a cloud-native approach, there are no more excuses. Um, if you need to build a business case, Microsoft is there to help you with a customer team, if you will. Uh, just call your customer team. Um, if you want to do it by yourself, by innovation approach or research development approach, you can leverage all the documentation on uh, learn.microsoft.com. Um, and if you're still not able to empower your vision or your cloud native approach, you can always grab back to the communities and call people like uh, Jonah or Rolf or any other yes. MVP out there. We are there for, for helping other technology people and technology minded people that that have the same uh, the same ambition as 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 we had a few years ago so uh, don't hesitate uh, to to reach out i like this podcast but i i think we're at the closing of this episode because the time is flying um yes yeah, too bad because i i thought we're just like accelerating there <laughs> yeah 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 so um maybe we can uh we we can we we, we can come back uh, uh do we do a a part, a, two. A, a part two right <laughs> um, before we wrap it up um jonah where can listeners find you online Yes, uh, they can find me everywhere. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, they uh, they can follow me on uh, LinkedIn. So I'm Jonah Anderson there. And I'm also on Twitter, uh, CJ uh, Kodere. Kodere means uh, coder <laughs> in Swedish. And uh, I also have a website, jonahanderson.tech. Uh, and if you're interested to read the first seven chapters or half of my book, let me know or connect to me because I'm actually actively sharing about my book to the community because I want my learning Microsoft Azure book to be like community uh, engagement active book. So I look forward to that. So reach out to me if you need mentoring about Azure or anything and join our community, Azure User Group Sweden as well, if you're uh, in Sweden or anywhere. And Maxime, where can people find you? Uh, it's super easy. My favorite social network is uh, LinkedIn. I'm uh, Maxim Salnikov there, and I'm very open for uh, new connections and uh, very open for uh, all conversations uh, we have there. So it's uh, the best place to reach out to me. And uh, uh, Jonah, if uh, you need more reviewers for your book, I'm at your service. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> so that's the power sure. of the community, right? Yes. Um, Yes, it, it has do. been it has been an absolute pleasure to talk to, to both of you and thank you once again for joining uh, all the people listening thank you for joining us today i hope you will join us in the next episode and uh, well take care yes thank you so much everyone for listening to us or watching thank you, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. bye bye